Welcome to the Get It Done Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Ryan. I help people get it done in the sense of achieving their dreams of home ownership. Getting it done can mean so many things. It can come in all shapes and sizes. This podcast is about that central theme, getting it done, whatever that may be. In the future, we're going to have guests talk about their own personal experiences in getting it done, how they overcame adversity to achieve their dreams. Once again, I'm Jimmy Ryan, and I'll be your host, and this is our story. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Get It Done podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Ryan, and today I am just totally blessed to be able to uh, interview my first uh, couple interview. Uh, this is uh, Lisa Marie Franco Garcia and Jesse Garcia. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much for having us. For sure. So uh, I'd like to I'd like to start this out with really just setting you up with what are your accolades? Who is uh, Jesse and Lisa Garcia? Uh, wh- what do you guys do? Uh, what's wh- I guess what's special about you guys? So I, I just kind of kick us off. Um, we're a husband and wife real estate team, um, domestic partnership in the business. Um, my wife is coming up on five years in real estate. As a matter of fact, this month of uh, November. Yeah. Five years in the business. Yay. I'm uh, a little bit over two years in the business. Uh, congrats, another, congrats. Thank you. I had another business prior to real estate that I was kind of focused on. That's where my attention was at. Um, but our background in a nutshell, um, been an entrepreneur for the last 18 years. Uh, had some small startups. Um, some of them have done well. Some of them have crashed and burned. <laughs> but uh, it's been a fun experience just being an entrepreneur, making mistakes, gaining experience. And I learned a long time ago, if you don't make money in business, you make experience and you'll learn a, learn a hundred ways not to do something. And experience in business adds up in the end. I just love that, Jesse. Um, I think we're friends because you say words like that. I, I just like, I love when you say things like, hey, you know, we're not in this for money, we're in it for experience. I just... I just, mm, I love it. So, uh, Lisa, would you would you add to your husband uh, there? Yeah, for sure. Um, we've been in the industry, like Jesse said, for five years. Before this, I was, you know, working a normal job, and also um, we started our business together. Um, and it, it's just, I, we love helping people. That's one thing that Jesse and I both love is helping people. And um, we channeled it with real estate and, and it's, it's, it's just been great, you know, to be able to serve others. So that's, that's what we do is serve people. That's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm taking notes cause I'm just, I'm re-remembering all the things, all the reasons why I think that we really work well with each other and we have, we've had a lot of success, but like you're, I think the first thing you guys ever told me is that you, you're using words like I serve these people is a different mentality altogether, but uh, helping people is just like your guys' why. And I'm, I'm looking forward to digging into that. So to, thanks for that setup, by the way, that's great. Um, to build this up, uh, I generally like to give a story of Elon Musk. He starts out, um, he, he goes from a, a company of, of, you know, making a million dollars to making a billion dollars. And that's, you know, a great story, but we want the zero to a million story, more of the origin story, the come up story. And you guys are my first couple. So I, 
it's, it's a unique dynamic. I'm sure in just more ways than one. Oh. I mean, there's a million different dynamics, especially being a, a team business and team family. Mm -hmm. I, and uh, what I want to really set up is where you guys came from, where you started up, but also how you guys met. And um, I don't know, a mini love story also is kind of where I'm, I'm thinking it, it kind of goes. Uh, but I want to start all the way back. Uh, tee us up. Uh, where, were, where were you guys born? For sure. So originally right here from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, how my family is originally from Texas. We actually got a real similar yeah. backstory. Very similar weird. background. My dad was from Guadalajara, Mexico. Um, my mom was born in a border town in Texas called Eagle Pass, Texas. Okay. Uh, we have 14 brothers and sisters, so they were a tribe. <laughs> and wow. how, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty big family. How they ended up here in Wisconsin was back in the days, there wasn't a lot of work in the South. So her and her parents and her brothers and sisters would all pretty much migrate up here to the Midwest and work in Ohio, in Milwaukee, in Illinois, Minnesota, all around the Midwest. And they were sharecroppers. They were picking, picking crop and very strong work ethic. I know for without a shadow of doubt that I get my work ethic from my mom. She's one of the hardest working people that I know still to this day. Um, but that's how they ended up coming up here to Wisconsin. And then it eventually some of them settled up here in Wisconsin and the rest went back down to Texas. And that's pretty much our story, how we, uh, I grew up on the south side of Milwaukee, um, loved it, um, had obviously come from some very humble beginnings as well. So I didn't grow up in necessarily the, the, the most desirable neighborhood, I would say, at that point in time. Well, um, let's, let's, okay. Uh, there's so much there that I want to unpack. Uh, I love, I love that setup and I want to dig into this. And then I think Lisa, I want to, I want to come back to you, Jesse, you had 14 brothers and sisters. Oh, my, my mom, uh, she had 14 brothers and sisters. I actually had a pretty big family too. I got five sisters and two brothers. Oh my God. Where are you in that, in the I'm range? The fifth child. You're the, you are the fifth child. Yep, five in. So you're the baby. No, right in the middle. Right. I'm the forgotten one. Oh, got <laughs> it. Okay. Right I'm sorry. As well. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's wait. It's seven. So there's wait five boys and two girls. You said five sisters and two brothers. My and goodness. Eight. Yep, including me. It's it makes us eight. You're forgotten. I love. <laughs> I love that. Um, what kind? So growing up with. Uh, sharecroppers, are you, are you actually moving or are you like staying in a certain place for a certain amount of time? And then what are you actually, I guess, cropping? What are you, what are you harvesting? You know, so my, my mom and her parents, they came up here to pretty much pick, pick fields. That was where the work was at back in the days, you know, and uh, the whole family actually used to work uh, picking fields together. My mom and her brothers, sisters and their parents. So that's how they pretty much settled in this part of the state. And um, the rest of them went back down to Texas and, you know, some of them settled up here in the Midwest and, and, you know, I was born so, in Asia. So it started out a temporary thing, basically like, Hey, we're coming up for a season type of a thing. And then it ended up with a lot of people staying here because there wasn't as much work in, in Texas. Yep. Amazing. I mean, so random. And then, I mean, of course they, they stay. What made them stay as opposed to everybody else moving back? you know opportunity uh, more work up here in the north uh, at that point in time and then eventually they just kind of settled in the city grew on them and um, they just kind of took advantage of the opportunities that's awesome um talk about growing up uh on the south side of milwaukee yeah well um 
I, I learned a long time ago that you shouldn't be ashamed of your story. I didn't, I didn't make some of the best choices growing up. As a matter of fact, some people go, go down the wrong path. I actually ran down the wrong path. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I come from a mindset, if you're going to do something, you either be all in or all out. And when I, I, made, a, I made a mess out of my life early on. And, um, you know, it's, it's not anything I don't, I don't speak of to glorify some of the choices that I made growing up, bumping my head. But, there, you know, when I look in hindsight, it, it made me everything that I am today. It made me a smarter person. Uh, a sharper businessman, uh, street smarts will teach you a lot. And, um, you know, you know, we made some, taught you how to appreciate life, um, coming from nothing, um, appreciate uh, value in relationships because we lost a lot of good people, you know, in, in our childhood from some of the mistakes in the streets and stuff like that. Oh uh, yeah. I promise you, I don't have maybe the average cookie cutter story. Well, I, I mean, either. you know, I feel like someone told me this one time. It's just like the more interesting the person, the more crazy probably their story is, you know? And a lot of times we don't know their story until we actually ask it. And, but we never knew why we really loved each other. or were really friends truly deeply. It's because we had maybe similar stories or maybe we both came from nothing and we're both in a different spot. And if you were to dig a little bit deeper into what nothing is like, what, what, what is nothing like, start, like growing up? You know, growing up in a you know crime-infested neighborhood, uh, gangs, drugs, um, just poverty. Um, uh, I guess you, you know that that's that was the normal. That was the environment. Um, uh, low expectations. Um, a lot of people settling. Um, I think you know you you hear things like you're a product of your environment, things like that. But thank God. Um, that I had some good people come into my life as well. Just like we've had some bad people come into our lives, we've also had some good people come into our lives. And I learned a long time ago from a mentor of, uh, of ours that if you ever want to change your life, it's really, it goes back to three things. One of them is your thinking. You gotta start to question your conditioning. Some of the things that you've been taught are just not okay. Some of the things that you've been taught have you where you're at in life. Uh, another thing is your associations. You know, people are either going to take you up or they're going to take you down in life. And unfortunately, at that point in time, I was just around too many people that were just taking me, you know, in areas, you know, we had more in common with things in our past than we did in things where my life wanted to go and the future. So I needed to get around some new people, and, you know, is what it really came down to. Or, or, or some people that wanted more or that desired more for their life or that uh, had higher expectations for their life. And the last thing is the environment. You know, um, what you see, what you hear, what you're constantly around, um, those things influence you. And you, you'll be foolish to think that they don't. Um, so I had a chance to travel, had a chance to get around people that had more than us, uh, had a chance to stretch, you know, uh, my vision. I, as a matter of fact, I've never really been anywhere. Uh, up until this uh, age of 17, we just moved to one, from one house in the hood to the next. <laughs> it's, it's really what the story was. And so I never really got outside of my bubble. And, and until I started to grow and travel, I started to see more of our lives, started to see what was possible. It, it really started to get, kind of give me permission. I've heard it called uh, breaking out of the matrix. It's kind of a, a, a term that's used. And it seems like you were stuck in the matrix for a while and finally took the green pill or whatever, whatever color it is, I forget. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah. it, it, I love that thinking, 
um, associations and environment. Uh, tell me again, who was who this mentor of yours that- It's a mentor of mine that I'm um, still friends to this day. Um, his name is John Malott, entrepreneur, originally from Milwaukee, uh, lives in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, um, and just had a chance to get around him. And he introduced me to some new ideas and he challenged some of our, our, our old thinking and our old conditioning and introduced us to some new concepts. And, and it's crazy what the mind can do. You know, if you start to push out some of that old stuff and you make room for some new stuff and new people to come into your life, it's, it's amazing what things can happen. So shout out uh, John Malat, you said? Shout out to John Malat. That's awesome. I, it, it's really cool, though, to hear that because, I mean, maybe he never knew he had this impact on your life. And um, it, it's cool to just kind of shout it from the rooftop sometimes. Like, look, you really helped me out. Thanks so much. Um, I want to I come back. I want to turn to Lisa though now. And I, I guess, when did you guys meet? Was it during this time uh, or, or was it much later on? Much later. Yeah. yeah. Much later on. Okay. So I, I want to. Jesse, I probably would have never even turned my eyes to. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I know. I know, Lisa. You, I bet you, you said here, your environment, your, your, you had low expectations, you know, but that is not you. <laughs> that is not you at all. I know that you probably, you still do. You raise him up. Um, and which is a great thing. That's what a team, that's what a healthy marriage is. Yeah. And, um, well, okay. I want to come back to when you guys met, but I'm going to start out with you. Where were you born, Lisa? How did you start out? Yep. I was born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, and like Jesse said, our stories are very similar. Um, uh, my mother was from Texas and my father was from Guadalajara, Jalisco, Mexico. My goodness. Um, I'm first generation uh, here in the United States uh, with, from my dad's side. Um, I'm the only child of his and from my mom, I have two older brothers. So I was always protected by my two older brothers. I could never do anything. Until um, this day, a lot of people don't know that they have, they have a sister. So, you know, I was always kept... Um, you know, in a shell. <laughs> well, they increased, they increased your expectations at a young age, you know, sure, enforced it. <laughs> yes. Never got away with anything. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yep. And so, um, raised mostly by my mom, single mom. Um, so a lot of the things that I ever wanted, um, I had to work for them. So nothing was ever handheld to me. Um, anything I ever got, I had to work for and earn for, earn it. And, and that played a big story in my life, you know, the, the woman that I am today, um, because I've been working since I was 14, you know. Um, and I remember even in, in high school um, working, I worked a waitress job, I worked at McDonald's, um, and then going to high school at full time, obviously. And I remember one day waking up and, it, and it's early in the morning. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's late. It's, it's, you know, I got to be at school. And I call my friend like, hey, I'm going to be late. You know, um, I had to take the bus to school. I'm not going to be able to go with you guys. And she's like, Lisa, it's Saturday. And I'm like, Ugh. yeah, that's right. okay, I'm going to go back to bed. I don't have to work today. Oh my um, goodness. Well, when yeah. you work every day, you forget the day, the day of the week. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I've been working since I was 14. I started with the babysitting job. And then, I, and like I said, uh, working at McDonald's, uh, you know, odds and end jobs, restaurant jobs. Um, and then just, just I, I was one of the first to graduate from high school in my family. Um, uh, 
that's, and, I mean, that's awesome. That that's huge. What did your mother, what did your mother and father do? What was similar? Um, well, my mom, um, as like Jesse's mom was a migrant worker. Um, she got married at 15, moved to Wisconsin um, as a migrant worker. She picked cherries and um, uh, other crops and uh, she ended up staying here in Milwaukee. Um, she got a divorce and um, then met my dad and had me many years later. So I think my brother, my, my brothers and I are about 15, 16 years apart. Wow. So you were always the, you're, you're always just the baby girl. Of the I was a baby. Yeah. yeah. Still For am. Sure. <laughs> I, I could, I could only imagine. So that's, I could only imagine what that does to you, Jesse. I mean, like, you know, and, and, and you're number five. So basically you're kind of, you're, you're number five of the boys. So you're, you're kind of like, the how much crap do they give you do they at all no, no, no me and my brother and sisters i love them um it's just it's a it's just a funny joke that we all make because there's so many of us like, right right for like sure <laughs> for sure well uh so similar upbringing in the sense that like look you, you came from nothing in the sense that like look i wasn't given anything um your babysitting at 14 years old you know um what where did you waitress? Like, what, what did you do? What, what McDonald's like describe that time of your life? What, what was, what, what was a typical day? Like where I guess by the time it's Saturday, you're in a frantic because you, you know, you, you've lost track of what day it is. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think I appreciate, it made me appreciate everything that I have. Um, uh, it's just something I just knew I had to do, you know, being raised by, by, just my mom, you know, that was, she, her income was the only income we had. And um, so I knew I just had to make things happen for myself. And, and, you know, again, if I ever wanted anything, I had to work for it. So that's, that was just always my mentality, you know? So, but other, so other people don't do that, I guess. And I pray to God, my, I, I raised my kid to do that too. What, what do you think was the difference between you and the kid that didn't do it? Was it just simply because you had to do it? Or I guess, because other people have to do it too, but I guess they don't still. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just, just a mentality that I knew I had to get things done. You know, I had to do things for myself. And I think it, it just, like I said, it, it helps you appreciate life. It helps you appreciate everything that you have. Um, and, and, you know, just to be solution driven, you know, um, to figure out things in life on your own. You know, and I, I think a, a lot of times if, um, it, sometimes people want things, right? And if you want things, it's, it's still optional because you want it. Right. If, if you must have something, if something must be different, at that point, it kind of like transitions to like something that's non-negotiable. Yeah. And that's one of the things I respect about my wife is her work ethic and, and her her um, willingness to not settle, you know, it motivates me. I, I kind of kind of finally felt like I, I had somebody that could match my energy and we work really, really well together. As a matter of fact, we're coming up on, uh, you know, 10 years together. Um, wow, congratulations, that's huge. Yeah, we, got, we did get married this past uh, 2017, uh, February of 2017. So cool. three years married, uh, over 10 years together. and. Um, we actually got together at a time in our lives where uh, we were transitioning. We were both married uh, once before, and I had a, a daughter from a previous relationship. She had two sons from a previous relationship, so we had a, a mixed family. 
And um, we, it was like the perfect time. Like, I can't even say that we were looking for each other, but I feel like we attracted each other because yeah. it was like the, the right moment for us to come into each other's lives. We actually got introduced uh, to each other through, uh, I was working at a high school. As a matter of fact, the high school, one of my neighborhood high schools that I got kicked out of, the first high school that I went to, I got kicked out of. Years later, I went back and I worked for it. And the same principal that kicked me out was the same principal I went back to go work for. Oh my so, God. Yeah, pretty cool and story. Shout out to Mark's Cook's House, South Division High School. Uh, that was my awesome. grounds. That was the neighborhood I grew up through. And um, I, I loved it though. So I had a chance to work at the high school for six years. And one of my coworkers, uh, Priscilla Alva, that's actually Lisa's niece. And she introduced me to uh, her aunt. And, and I kind of had my eyes on her from then. You know, it was just, just like, just knew she didn't know she was going to be my wife one day but i i knew <laughs> you, describe that to me you got to dig deeper into that like oh my goodness you know, so, uh, anyway, so you're introduced to this is like three people down the way like there's no way this just randomly happens it wasn't even like uh hey we want to hook you up or anything no, like that no, it was just, just like, like you know oh this is my aunt you know yep, just just around some social events together and um uh, just loved her personality, things like that, and you know, getting to know her more. And uh, I was kind of transitioning out of a relationship, and and it was just kind of like the right time. And, and what, you know, what was so crazy is right around this time, I actually had me and Lisa were were just kind of talking during this time, nothing serious. And I remember uh, I injured myself. I had a surgery uh, where I tore my tendons in my in my right leg. So I'm kind of recovering, and uh, post surgery, I kind of went through some challenges where I ended up having a blood clot, and I ended up in the hospital. So I'm in the hospital, I went in for, uh, just to get, kind of get seen, and then I ended up getting admitted. And I'm in this hospital for like seven days, pretty much fighting for my life, dealing with this blood clot that was getting pretty serious. Jeez. It was already traveling kind of like in my, uh, towards my lungs, things like that. And while I'm up there, um, Lisa showed up to the hospital every single day. And I'm like, I just came out of a pretty serious relationship. Um, I wasn't necessarily looking for another serious relationship, but I also realized like, damn, most women won't do something like this. Showed up to the hospital with me right at my bedside every single night. And I'm like, I, I, I found me something special again. <laughs> so when you find something special again, you, you don't, you just don't question it. You know, you just, you, you know, when you know, you know. And I knew that I had a good woman that uh, came into my life again and, and and it's kind of funny how things kind of came together after that. So did, did you know right away that you were going to marry Lisa the first time you met her and talked to her? <laughs> yeah. So I, she didn't know she was going to be my wife one day, but I, I knew it, you know, obviously I was married before. So I would, I, you know, the conversation about getting married again, wasn't something that you just want to have right away. Of course. Anything like that. But I just knew that something was special about her. I knew she wanted more for her life. And I felt like that, her skill sets and her personality can complement uh, mine, and we had the ability to build something special together. Well, absolutely. And then, and then you show up to his bedside seven days straight. I mean, you get the girlfriend of the year award on that, and just <laughs> like, I mean, there's no way that it's it's a sealed deal at that point. You know? yeah, I mean, at that point, you know, it, nothing else matters. Anybody else doesn't matter. It's just like you know, you got something real right there. Uh, absolutely. Well. I'm not really sure where to transition. I almost want to go back to you guys coming out of uh, high school days. And, but I also want to go back to Jesse and talk about, you mentioned that you got kicked out of high school. I mean, brother, there's, 
I'm sure there's like 10 stories that you have back in, back in the days of, of, of quote, running down the wrong path. <laughs> so I, I want to just, I want to get a, just a couple stories out of you with that. What, and first one I got to ask, how, how did you get kicked out of high school? Um, fighting. I was um, involved with gangs when I was a teenager and things like that. So, okay. Um, fighting. I actually, um, to rewind a little bit, I actually, I, I was just a troubled youth. You know, my mom, I had a great mom. It's not anything that she didn't instill in me because she's always, you know, loved her kids and provided things like that. It's just the environment was uh, kind of sucked me in things like that. And um, not when you don't have many examples of good things, when you find examples of bad things to be. And uh, I was finding all the examples of bad people to be around me. And that's what I ended up growing up into. So I, I ended up getting kicked out of two middle schools. Um, uh, fast forward, I ended up getting kicked out of four high schools. And then eventually did graduate, got my stuff together, did graduate and, uh, um, you know, finished school, went to college, started going to college for business. I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. So that entrepreneur bug has been in me since I was a teenager. I knew that I just didn't want to work for somebody else for the rest of my life. So you were a hustler at a younger age and probably just rebellious. I mean, and, and probably just, you misdirected, really. You have all this energy, you know, you want to go out and change the world, but you know, you just, nobody's telling you what to do. You're in a bad environment. People, there's crime, there's drugs, there's low expectations. Uh, what, like, I guess, were you self-aware of this and just angry, do you think? I, I've always been a very smart person. When I was in school, uh, well-educated, I, I, I I, my mentor used to always say this, you don't need a formal education to be educated. Any subject that you really dive into, you can master if you put the time into learning. I've always been very book smart. Um, I just couldn't figure out how to separate the street stuff from, from the school stuff at the time. And it was a big distraction. And eventually, if that influence ends up becoming bigger, it will you know, flood everything else out in your life. And that's what sure. it eventually so yeah. fast forward, I got into trouble as a teenager, um, ended up in the institutions, things like that, um, in and out of you know, jail at a young age. And um, fast forward, uh, I just had some good people come into my life at the right time. And then their example was very similar to my story. And I was able to relate to their story because it was just like, wait a minute. So that's somebody who, who came from where we came from, who's been through what I've been through, and they've been able to do that. And what, what that, his example, what it did more for me was it just gave me permission. Because he said something one time that I never forgot. He says, your past doesn't have to equal your future. And I'm like, so you mean to tell me life can be different? You mean to tell me despite all the mistakes that I made that a person can make a decision today to change and to set a new course for things to be? And that's all I did. I made a decision that I wanted my life to be different. I, I wanted more for my life. I, I got around some good people. Uh, I got around some good information and I just, I just kept showing up, showing up every day for a better life and uh, getting around some good people. I know they say that the five people you hang around with the most, uh, you know, your income is a direct reflection of the five people you hang with the most, uh, good or bad. And, you know, I have a chance to work with my best friend every single day. We're good at, uh, at different things. We complement each other's skill sets. We're not in competition with each other. We go out there and we work hard every single day for our business to build something special together and we go get the bag together. And look, it's because you, 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 you started out, you know, without any, you have to appreciate it. It's just, it's hard not to, uh, especially 
um, the, the direction that your life was headed, I, I have to ask where, at what point was your, I don't know if it's necessarily a rock bottom spot, or maybe it's just a point where it's really just a paradigm shift. At what point did you get to the point where you, you, you were headed straight, like you said, running straight down the wrong direction as fast as possible in institutions, kicked out of school. At what point was just like, look, I need to stop. Yeah, it was, it was some family and friends that were killed just, just in the streets. And eventually that, that gets old. You get tired of going to some funerals. You get tired of seeing people lose their lives for nothing when it's all said and done. And that got old. Uh, that pain, that desire for, for, for more, um, you know, just kind of just being numb to a lot of stuff. And eventually it's just like, wait a minute. Um, we live and die by our choices that we make every single day. You know, as a matter of fact, I made an appointment to be where I'm at today by the stuff I've been doing for the last five years. So I signed up for this pain. It's really what it came down to. Right. So I want to sign up for happiness. All I got to do is I got to just start making some new decisions today. Cause five years from now, you know, that, that delayed gratification, something, yeah, something new is going to pop up, but it really goes back to what you do day in, day out. Uh, you want your, your next five years to be different, start making some different decisions today is, is really what it comes back to. So, okay. So it, it, that's, it's quite amazing. I mean, um, to have family killed is just, I couldn't even imagine that, that pain. I just, I, I couldn't imagine it. Um, but it made you change. And I mean, it made you change for, I would say a really ultimate, amazing, greater good. Um, what do you think about that moment of your life allows you to appreciate today? That life is short, that, um, you value people that, um, uh, you know, it all comes back to us taking a personal responsibility for our life. Um, that, that compound effect that like my wife mentioned, Slight Edge, that's another book. If someone has not read, there's a book by a guy named Jeff Olson, one of my early mentors, uh, when I started to kind of go down this, this, uh, this path of personal development and change my life. He wrote a book called The Slight Edge. And it talks, it talks about the, the, the stuff you do. You know, like, for example, if you smoked a cigarette today and you just died right on the spot, um, or, or if you've seen somebody smoke a cigarette and die right on the spot, that would probably be like, whoa, wait a minute. I probably shouldn't have to do that because that extreme. The reality is it doesn't happen just like that. That person is going to smoke day in, day out. That person is going to make un, uh, uh, little errors and judgments day in, day out. And eventually it's going to compound and you're just going to have, you're going to start stacking these, these bad choices and it's just going to add up more in the loss column. But if you just start stacking some good choices day in, day out, well, that's going to compound and you're just going to get, uh, you know, the, the averages of, of something good happen, get greater on your side. So that's one of the first books I, I, I read early on and it really had a, a significant change on me and, and um, definitely recommend that for anybody. But I mean, there's a lot of different scenarios. When I think about that moment in life, I just think about it was something that I had to kind of go through. Um, my story is not just like everyone's story. And so I don't, I don't apologize for it because your, your message at the end of the day, it's not going to be for everybody. And your purpose right. in life is not to reach everybody, and that's okay. And I'm okay with that as well, too. But I do know that there's somebody out there right now that may be even able to listen to this that's, that has made some mistakes in their life, that's had some failures, that don't know where to pick up and don't know where to, to go. And, and maybe, maybe my story is meant for them to hear, to, to get them to a point where they give themselves permission 
to to want more to to make those little one percent changes in their life to for their life can be in a whole different place brother i really love that it's just so genuine and sincere it's just i mean how can you not want that but coming from where you come from and changing and and now where you're at it's just it it's fun to um, it's not fun to look back in a lot of ways but it's fun to look back to say like wow look how far i've come and you're right jesse there are so many people that are in the spot that you were in and they're in you know that it seems like a bottomless pit of despair or whatever it is but you you were all the way down the path and you made little changes every day and that's what people don't realize is that that's what you got to do one little thing um I guess, do you remember what your first little thing was? was it, what was your first little thing that you changed? You know, it was just like, okay, I, 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 as a matter of fact, I do remember because I was struggling with it because all right, I was, I felt like I had one foot in the streets and one foot in a, at a better lifestyle at this time. And I didn't know how to transition. And I remember having a conversation with my mentor and I asked him, so what do you do? You go back to your friends and you just tell them like, oh, you can't be my friend no more, you know? And he's like, no. He says, what is, the, what is the common denominator? He says, it takes time to get good and it takes time to get bad, right? He says, you just got to stop giving someone's damn time to bad choices and to, to, to bad places. He says, people that you used to spend, if your life is over, if where you want to go in your life is this way and you're already here, he says, you just can't, he was like, and he gave it in, a, in kind of like an, in a, an analogy. He said, people that you used to spend two days out of the week with, doing nothing, cut it down to two hours because you just can't afford to give that much of your time around people that are just not going anywhere. And there's nothing wrong, not that they're bad people, not that it's just, you just don't have that luxury anymore because you already kind of know what, it's just going to get you more of what you already have. And then he was like, so people that used to be around for two days of the week, cut it down to two hours. And people that used to be around two hours, cut it down to two minutes. And some of the people, you just got to just greet them. Hey man, good to see you, man. And, and you just can't afford to just spend so much time around them anymore because the reality is they don't have what you want and they're not going where you want to go. And then people that uh, have what you want in life, you got to spend more time with them. You, you got to increase that time from just greeting them two minutes. You got to go spend two hours with them. You got to go spend two days of the week with them. Right. It sounds easy. Was, was that hard? Was that like, was it the first thing and also the hardest or what? Yeah, and, and it was, you know, because you genuinely care about these people, you know, and, and just like I do, you know, I, I, I love hard and I hate hard. You, know, you just, care hard. Yeah. I, right. <laughs> it's, it's what it is. And I genuinely sometimes care about other people more than I do myself, you know, and when you're a giver, sometimes the, the, the good thing is that you're a giver, but the bad thing is that also you're a giver as well. And you don't know when, when to stop being a giver. And sometimes, um, you know, one sinking ship can't save another sinking ship. And I came to the realization that one of us have to be on good ground to be able to throw a damn raft. And I knew I had to take care of me in that season of my life and be a little selfish for a change and work on me so that way I can be in a position to kind of come back and work on somebody else. Stop the ship from, from sinking, for sure. If we're both sinking, we can't help each other. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I, I want to go back. I want to go back to Lisa. Um, because Jesse, you're just hogging the whole interview. My God. <laughs> I love it. He has a great story to share. No, I really love, I really do love your story. And I'm just poking fun like that. It's, I, I mean, there's so much more. I could probably, we could probably go hours, but I, I want to, um, I mean, and maybe I'd have you guys back on, but individually, but, uh, Lisa, I want to come back to, um, 
to your early years, you, you were waitressing, you were in McDonald's, that type of uh, spot. What, you graduated high school. What was, what was next for you right out of high school? And I, I know I mentioned it, I, or I, I wrote it down, but what, you were the first out of anybody to graduate high school, correct? So, in, from my siblings, yes, um, okay. but I was second out of, uh, out of my cousins. Yeah. Wow. So, um, yeah, the first one to graduate from my, from my siblings, um, my, my brothers didn't, you know, graduate from high school. The, and, and so I, I knew I, I had, a, I had um, expectations, you know, uh, to meet and people to make proud. And, and you know, then even my, my, my nieces and nephews um, being a good influence to them, you know, because I have right. a lot of people that are, that are very similar in age to me because I remember I have, there's a big age, uh, age gap between us. So I'm closer to my to my nieces and nephews than than I was to my brothers. I had more to relate to my nieces and nephews than them. So I knew I had, I had, um, you know, shoes to fill and be a good influence to them. All right, expectations to really meet, and uh, you're already working at all these different jobs. I have to imagine that. I mean, your head head was on much more straight, and I guess what would then then maybe Jesse's was at the time, and that's probably because of all the things that Jesse mentioned: crime, drugs, low expectations, just the environment and associations. What was different, do you think, Lisa, about your upbringing that didn't point you in the path that Jesse went? Um, well, my mom was really strict with me, so I, I had that. Um, but I just I just knew I wanted better. You know, I mean, again, we come from the very similar backgrounds. Maybe I didn't grow up doing a lot of the things that he did, but I was around all of that, you know, my, um, even, you know, just with family and, and the areas that we grew up in, you know, I was around all that, but again, you know, just my family being strict with me kind of helped me, um, you know, stick on the right path because they, they always wanted and expected more from me. You know? And I'm sure Jesse's parents did the same thing, wanted the same thing, you know, it's, uh, it's just here, you, you were just, maybe you were teed up different. Maybe you were just, maybe it was just a couple micro decisions, just kind of like what Jesse was saying that maybe led you down a different path really early on, like little tiny things. Uh, so you graduate high school. What was that like for you? Was it? I mean, it was a huge accomplishment, you know, even like the friends that I grew up with, we all had very similar backgrounds first, you know, to graduate. Um, we went to all girls high school. So we were all of my friends that I had again, same backgrounds and, and, and we knew we had to make it happen for ourselves. And um, it, it was it just, it was just a great accomplishment. What high school was it? I went to St. Joan Antita. Cool, where, where is that? Is that? That's on the east side of okay. Milwaukee, all girls high school. Okay, very, very cool. Um, and I, I forget, which, which high school did you go to, Jesse? Uh, which one didn't I go to? I went on a tour. Yeah, really? high school tour. Yeah. The one you worked at. The one you worked at. I'll, I'll oh, South Division was the first high school I went to. Okay, and that's probably what you would consider like your home high school. Yeah. Um. Sounds good. Well, okay. So going back to Lisa. Sorry, I just I wanted to just tangent really quick. So from high school, what's next for Lisa? So uh, big shoes to fill. You know, uh, influence to make for others. I um, decided I wanted to go to college. And I went to UWM and I started with criminal justice because um, I, I wanted to, 
I mean, I was always around all that. So I'm like, cool, I'll, you know, maybe I'll be an investigator. Or maybe I'll be in the FBI or something. <laughs> that, and, and just like, what a perfect setup for Jesse. Just like, this is great. <laughs> I could only imagine like a first date, like what that looks like. Just That would have been totally yeah. super awkward. Because you know she C-capped you. You know she C-capped you. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, so, that, but that's awesome. A anyway, so, okay, criminal justice, that's cool. So, criminal justice, yeah. So, and then I ended up um, getting pregnant. And I was a year and a half into my college years. And um, I got pregnant by my first son. And I just, I wanted to take a break from school. I, I wasn't as motivated. I wanted to be, you know, the mom and go to work and right. just make money and make things happen. Um, like I knew what I had to do. And, and so I dropped out of college, you know, and then I started working at a clinic and I had this, um, this midwife who actually delivered my, my kids and her name is Janet DeCoopman. And she was a huge influence in my life. And she said, Lisa, you know, you working at this clinic is great, but you have more to offer. You know, you, you have so much ambition and so much motivation and, and, you know, your worth ethic is great. Um, working at this clinic as a receptionist, as a medical assistant, isn't the only thing for you. Like you need to find something better than this. And, and that always stuck with me. And I'm like, wow, you know, I thought I was doing great, but it wasn't her insulting me. It was more like she saw more in me than I saw in myself, you know? And you and, took it that way too, which is also, yeah. which is, you know, kind of different. Some people would take it as an insult. Yeah. Um, what 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 was the connection with Janet uh, DeCoopman? Was she a like? I guess why did she care enough to to? That's got to be uncomfortable for her, you know. Yeah, to, to come right out and say that, you know. What 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 do you think made her say, "Hey, you you have a brighter future. You should do something different." Yeah, I think it was her always being. She always had an optimistic um, view in life, and I, I learned a lot of that from her. Like you know, yeah, we're in a bad situation, but you have to be optimistic and look at the positives in it and, and pull the positives from there and, and, and run with that, you know, don't just stick back and, and look at all the, the, and be a pessimist and think of all the negativity, which is, you know, really, it's, it's so easy to, to think of the bad and, you know, not look at the, at the good. And so, you know, I, her, her, you know, just always on me and, and, and seeing greater in me, it helped me, and so with that, I'm like, you know what? I love helping people. I love being in the clinic environment. Maybe I should go to school for nursing. And I signed up. And at this point, it's like, I think my, my second child, um, he was about, I don't know, maybe like six or seven. So I'm going to school. I'm working full time. So wait, wait, hang on a second. You go from your, you have a son 1.5 years into college. And now all of a sudden you have a second child and they're six years old. And Janet DeCoopman's telling you to get out of here. Was it that long in in the med, in medical, like being a receptionist before before you finally cut bait with it? Was it just like I guess? Why did you stay? Well, I had to make money, right? So well, right. I, I had to be working. Um, but newborn. Just, I I don't know. It just took me a long time to really, um, you know, life goes on. You have you have your kids. You you know you're going to baseball school. You know, you, you just, yeah, you just get comfortable with life and you kind of, I, I would hear her in the back because I, she not only was she my midwife, she worked in the clinic that I work with. So I got to be with her a lot, you know? So, um, it just, 
I just kind of left things alone. She'd always remind me, you know, when are you gonna, when are you gonna do something? And I, you know, Janet, I will, I will, you know, just, I have to be ready. And um, so then I'm like, you know what? I, she never said you should be a nurse, but you know, I, I just felt like that again in a clinic environment and I love helping people. Um, and I, and I admired her. Um, and I thought, okay, well maybe one day I can be a midwife, but I have to start somewhere. Right. So I'll just start, you know, I'll go to school and be a nurse. And, and that's what I did. I started, I enrolled and it was a challenge cause you know, I'm a mom, I work full time and I have to take care of the house yeah. and, and go to school. So it wasn't easy, but I would take, you know, two classes and go to school after work. So I wasn't always around my kids, um, you know, to, to be around them, which is what I love to do, but I knew I was doing it for them and for, you know, for me. So, was, yeah. So it wasn't just as easy as, Oh, well, I'm just going to quit everything, leave everything and just go and chase my dream of being a nurse. I mean, you can't do that. You have to put food on the table. You have a kid that expects everything out of you. Um, and a firstborn child requires all of your attention. You know, okay. I mean, a hundred percent. So, I mean, I, I get it. Uh, but finally you got to the point where you're just like, look, I, I can't continue down this path. I can't yeah, do it. I have to do something for myself. Do you remember the moment that it was like when you finally were just like, look, I can't, I'm pulling the trigger on this. I'm, I'm applying for the, for the school. I'm doing like, was there a defining pivotal moment for you? Yeah, I think just, you know, working the job, it, it was, it wasn't enough. Like the money just wasn't enough, you know? Right. And, and um, I just knew that if, if I had a better job, you know, with better pay, life would be a lot easier, you know, for me and for, for my family. So, and you know, that's why I, I was just like, I'm, 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 I am better than this. I am, right. you know, not that it's, it's, you know, not okay to be, you know, working in, in, in the job titles that I had, but um, I, I knew that I was better, you know, I had more to offer the world, you know, um, with the services that I could provide. Absolutely. And just speaking to someone that has worked with you on a professional side, you provide so much extra value, you know, that just really doesn't come with it that I don't know, I, I would argue it should be expected the, the added value that we as professionals should provide our, our people, but most people are just in it for the money and that's it. And uh, I love that. I love that Janet could see that you have that value potential, which, you know, in, in our, in, in real estate, in mortgage loans, you have to be able to have that extra value. If you don't, why you? I mean, really though, you know, why you? So Janet sees it and then you go straight down the, the, the path of, hey, I'm going I'm to do night school while I'm a mom, while I'm doing all this, I'm going to have a second kid. Uh, how chaotic was that? I mean, that has to be like, I mean, you, it, it, when you're in high school, you're waking up on Saturday, you know, like, and, and thinking it's, it's still those school week. How was it then? Yeah, it was a challenge. It wasn't easy. You know, I didn't see my kids much. I was working a lot and, and, you know, then I would have to uh, go to school in the evening. And sometimes I had classes on Saturdays and sun or, or Sundays, you know, so it wasn't, you know, like I was home a lot, you know, and then going and getting extra help because the, ch the, the classes are challenging, you know, right. but, um, I was, I was persistent and, and, and I, I, took in as much as I knew I could just to make sure I had good grades um, because I wanted to, I wanted to have a good track in my schooling, you know? So I just, yeah. I was adamant about it, you know? That's, I mean, that's really cool. And that's, 
I know that there's someone in a similar position, you know, that, that could maybe be listening to this. And I guess, what advice would you give to anybody that is a single mom, whatever it is? I mean, just a mom in general, it doesn't have to be single, just being a mom in general and going, going to school. Yeah. A lot of times as, as women, we're, we're selfless. Like, you know, we, we, we will give the, the shirt off our back for, for our families. Right. Um, and we kind of put ourselves on the back burner. Um, but just if you, if you have, if you, I mean, you know that there's greatness in you, you know, just dig, dig deep in and, and, and pull it out and, and, and do whatever it is that you feel you know, will be a passion of yours to make money so that you can be able to, to have a better life and provide a better life and be a better influence to other people, you know? Um, because, you know, like you said, somebody is out there is, is gonna hear your story and, and they're gonna want to, you're gonna touch them in the right way. You're just gonna say the right thing that, that is, is, gonna, is gonna be that good influence where they're gonna make that change in their life to, to do whatever is better for them. Let your light shine. Go for it. Yes. Just do it. So that's, I, I love that. That's just, that's so beautiful. Um, w- did you end up becoming a nurse? And was it an RN or what? what, what? It was an RN, yeah. Um, and I, I finished all of my prerequisites. And then that's kind of when I was uh, transitioning from, you know, my old life, uh, my, my past marriage. Um, and then this is kind of when I met Jesse. And well, at that time, when I was going through my divorce, I'm like, you know what? I have a great track record in school. I'm going to put everything on pause until, you know, I need to make sure my kids are good in this transition in life. That's 100% my number one priority. And so I'm just going to be here for them. And I'm going to, um, you know, love on them and just work and make money. And I'll come back to school when, when, you know, I kind of have life under control in which, you know, I felt like I did. And I, and, and I think I did a good job with that. But um, uh, then this is when I met Jesse and um, we kind of took a different path together and with entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship. And I, I never went back. I never went back. I never finished. That, it, that's so cool though. I mean, I, did you, did you kind of in the back of your mind be like, look, I'm never going to finish this if I don't do it right now? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I, I have to, believe, okay. Well, go yeah. on. Like what, like what made you still not do it? Like, Hey, I mean, it has to be so important to you to, com- to complete what you sacrifice so much for. I mean, my God, Saturdays, Sundays, every day. What, I mean, your kids are, that, are, are, are much more important than they have to be. But I mean, what, what is it that made that, made that decision? Was there any one thing or was it, or was it just everything? I don't think it was just one thing. I think it was, you know, the transition of my life, getting with Jesse. And then, um, you know, he, he had a, a great positive influence in my life, you know, and when you talk about mentors and, you know, uh, obviously one of them for me was Jesse, but I mean, uh, Janet, but um, Jesse was my, my mentor. He was the one who introduced me to entrepreneurship. And, and, you know, again, he was an, an next person in my life to see, more in me than I saw in myself, you know, and yeah, you, you, you do reflect on yourself and you're like, you know, you know, yeah, I do have greatness to offer, right. You know, 
but then sometimes you kind of get caught up in life and you don't you're not paying attention to that right and and so again you know jesse had a huge influence and and a big impact in my life when it came to um i'm not going to say not going back to school because he believed in me going to school but just he exposed me to the entrepreneurship you know right. and i'm like you know what this 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 is i love this i love you know who he is and i love you know his ambition and and i i think you know us starting a business would be great and and you know working for ourselves and 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 you know to me sounded much more attractive than you know clocking in and clocking out you know yeah. And as an RN, all hours, crazy, uh -huh. hours, especially when you're just starting out. That's really, I remember when we first got together, we had this conversation and I kind of peeled that back a little bit. Like, why do you want to go to nursing? What do you really want? And you scale that back and you see what the type of lifestyle somebody wants to live, and what they're really looking for. And you got to go back to like, all right, is this the right vehicle to fund that lifestyle that you really right. want? Because there's right. a thousand ways to get somewhere. You know, if I want to get from here to Minnesota, there's a thousand ways to get there. But doesn't necessarily mean that the, the way that you, the vehicle that you're in is the only way or that it's the right, right way. So we kind of, we, we had some really good conversations early on and, and I, I just saw so much more in her. And I kind of felt like behind that little desk that she was at, at the job that she was at, that she was kind of settling and she was comfortable, but I just seen so much more in her. And, and, and I loved uh, help. You know, we introduced her to some personal development and I love the fact that she started to come out of her shell more and just kind of seeing her blossom as an entrepreneur, as a mom, um, just kind of inspiring other women. It's been fascinating to just see her grow in the last 10 plus years that we've been together uh, in business and in our personal lives. So I want to pack that too. So you guys meet. I want to go back to you guys are introduced kind of just Oh, by the way, here's Jesse. Oh, by the way, here's Lisa. You know, whatever, however it the stars align for that to happen. But then you become her coach, Jesse. And then, by the way, this ends in your dating and married. Just, yeah, I mean, you know? it was like I, I can't say like a, like a formal coach or anything like that. It's just I was already kind of on this personal development journey before I met her. And so excited about all this new information and my mind is being expanded. And it was just, it's just where my conversation was. I just wanted more. I just saw more of our lives and just kind of introduced her to it. And, and it, you know, just, just being exposed to new information, you know, when it all comes back to it, information separates people. And if you want your life to be different, you just got to get some new information. You know, we're like computers. You say, what are you, what are you being programmed with? And a lot of us have been programmed with things that we don't really want for our lives. And we, guess what? Just reprogram yourself with something that, you know, is going to be, it's going to be a uh, congruent to where you really want to be in life. Yeah. And so like to piggyback that. on that, there's a, a favorite quote that I have. Um, it's uh, uh, once your mind is expanded, it can never go back to its original dimension. And I think that that's, that's a lot of what happened. You know, he exposed me to a lot of, a lot of great people, um, you know, and, and books and uh, trainings, we've traveled a lot and, you know, just seeing all that and him exposing me to that, it was like, wow, like, yeah, I, I, I can never look back at life the way I used to. You can't unsee it. You, you can't yeah. unsee it. And, and more so it's just like, I, like it's, you have a crappy operating system is really what it is. 
And that information difference is, is, is really what's going to drive you to operate differently and mm-hmm. will probably lead you to a different spot as well. And I love how you said that um, it was an expanded mind. And of course, your guys' um, real estate uh, team is EXP Expansion. Did, what, did that, was there a tie there between yeah, that? So, so uh, fast forward, um, we had our eyes on getting into real estate for a while. I was focused on another business. My wife, uh, they were doing a round of layoffs at her job. They let 30 people go. She was one of them. And we were kind of at this crossroads in our life, like, all right, what are we going to go do next? How are we going to reinvent ourselves? And I remember at that point in time, we had a few different revenue streams and everything kind of dried up for us. And then next, we were just down to like one or two revenue streams. And we're like, all right, it's time to roll up our sleeves and go back to work. And when, when, when go back to work means go create something, go, right. go start a business. Cause that's, that's all start I Start over. So I, I ended up going down this direction where I had a chance to, to pretty much help start a signage and commercial lighting business. And then ended up partnering with some guys in that business. And right around that time that I was focusing on that, Lisa, I says, oh, we had this conversation about getting into real estate for a while. And I was like, why don't you get, go get your real estate license? A perfect opportunity to do it. So she went down, you know, the, the path to get her real estate license. And, and uh, I was really, my other business took off, um, you know, our business took off out the gate for us. And think, thankfully, it was able to kind of help float those early years in the real estate business as it took us a little bit of time to kind of get off the ground. Um, but can't say that she had the best start to real estate. I know there was a lot of frustrating, as a matter of fact, most people don't know this, but she actually failed the real estate courses three times Wow! and passed the course on the fourth try. If you would have thought, uh, imagine most people would have quit after maybe the one, first try or the second try or even the third try. Yeah. But I remember she just, she was relentless with it and she would not quit. And you fast forward today, uh, she's killing it in real estate and it, you know, we're, we're having a lot of fun in the business and we're helping a lot of people. It, it's really cool, especially when you add that to the context that, hey, like I'm also killing it in real estate. Oh, by the way, and I failed the test three times. I mean, it really is that resilience and relentlessness that just, I mean, here, it's like put a mother that's working, that's going to night school, that's going, that's doing all these things in a position where like, whatever, I failed the test. In, in, in all the- I'll take it again. You know what I, I mean? I have to believe that you just had that, had that mentality with it. But to transition that to the business that you guys have today is, that's really cool. I know a lot of people that have failed their real estate test. And the real estate one really isn't that hard, by the way. I have to say, when you compare it to the mortgage one, it's the worst. But, um, but yeah, so taking it, what was it like taking it for the fourth time? Were you just, were you that mentality that I just described? Like, hey, I said nothing, I'm going to take it again. Yeah, so I I didn't have the greatest courses. I didn't have the greatest, I didn't have any tutoring or anything like that. Um, But I, you know, the times that I failed and I'm like, F this, I'm, I'm going to take this again and I'm, I'm going to pass it. And again, and again, and then finally the last time, like, this is it, I'm doing it. And, you know, I just went into my, like a whole different shift in my mind. Like I'm getting this done and there's no way I'm coming out of here without a pass. And, you know, walked in with confidence. And even though, I mean, that has been my life, you know, just uh, challenge after challenge after challenge growing up with, you know, my mom who was single, nothing nothing ever given to me. I'm like, this is just a part of my story, you know, and one day I'm going to show everybody and it's going to be okay. And just passing, it was like, you know, yes, finding pass, you know. And, and then that's where the real work and starts. And then that's where the real work started. <laughs> well, 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 right. So, uh, and this is 
five years into your guys' relationship too, that you got, that you're starting this. What was the first, uh, when you guys first started, I guess, seeing each other, what was the first venture that you guys went into? Because you mentioned lots about entrepreneur, entrepreneurship. Yeah, so we, we had a chance to work with a direct sales company and it was right around the time where we first got together and uh, we helped this company expand um, in the Midwest and not only in the Midwest, uh, into other markets across the country and even international markets. So we had a chance to, you know, create some distribution for this company, uh, sell products, uh, uh, recruit uh, distributors to help uh, help this company expand. Um, and there was a lot, a lot of fun because that's where we had a chance to accelerate our growth, uh, make good money. Uh, the experience that we gained right there in that season of life, those five years were like priceless. Um, the type of people we were around, the exposure, um, it just really sped up our learning curve. Amplified we, your life. Got, got you in a position where you can go faster uh, um, and just really get out of our comfort zone uh, really fast. So uh, one of the reasons I, I think that we're doing well in real estate is today is a lot of our past experiences have crossed over for us because we just made more mistakes a lot faster. We got past rejection a lot more yeah. where it doesn't affect us. Like maybe it affects the average person. Um, just the, the, you know, the type of people that we were around, just, just not settling um, and you fast forward, you know, this year has been a very interesting year, obviously COVID has been, it's been bittersweet. We've had friends pass away this year. We've had a uh, family challenge, family pass away this year. Um, and, and it's, it's been a bittersweet year from, for us personally, because we're also having our best year in the business. We're on pace this year to help in over almost 60 families, uh, in the last 12 months uh, by, by the end of uh, December. Uh, we'll be between 12 and 13 million in closed volume uh, by the end of December. Um, and that's a direct reflection of just helping a ton of people. And I don't say that, you know, when you, when you look at nobody, nobody just lands here. Right. You know, it's easy. Obviously, the market's doing really good. Um, but we've also been putting in the work. That's one thing I can say about my wife and I is we will outwork people. Um, We'll just run, we'll run circles around people because I found a woman that matches my work ethic, that matches my hustle, and we're both good at different things, and we divide and conquer. When, when you can complement each other and you're not in competition with each other and, and you check the ego for the family, uh, it, it, it doesn't matter who gets the credit. It doesn't matter who, who's the face of the business. And that my wife has always kind of been the face of our book of business, and, and I love it like that. Uh, I'm, I'm good at what I'm good at. I play my position and, and, and I love to see her get the shine and I love to see her get the platform. And at the end of the day, uh, our family wins and that's what it's about. Um, and we're changing lives in the process. I think if you, if you were to ask me, you know, like what is the most motivating thing for you right now is not even success because we know success. We know we're going to put the work in to get success. I would say what motivates us now is significance. It's creating success. It's taking somebody's life from like nothing to something. It's, it's, it's helping develop people now. It's probably one of the most things that is driving us is helping somebody grow their production, helping someone change their life, helping somebody go from part-time to full-time, helping someone go from full-time to quitting their jobs, to six figures to, you know, getting their business outside of their backyard and so on. That that's what's really driving us right now. That, that's really cool. Uh, all of that. I mean, significance. That's so. That's that's a, a unique thing to chase after. That's not really something that uh, you could ask a hundred people. You know, what what are you after? A lot of them aren't going to say significance. Um, 
Why is that important to you? Because it's, you know, success is our duty for our family at this point, because there's so many people that are indirectly counting on us to, to uh, put on for them and for where we come from. Um, but we're indirectly sparking other people. We're indirectly giving other people permission. And, and it's, it's important for us to not only to get it, but also to help other people get it and to give back. And we got to make sure that we're doing good with the resources that God's given us and that we're being good stewards with this money. Cause the reality is it's all temporary. Right. You know, I love, I love that saying it is, it's all te- literally everything. If you actually boil it down is temporary and it's cool that you say it like that. And I want to, I want to transition this into, into helping uh, troubled youth. I know this is something that uh, is special and near and dear to you, Jesse. Do you, are, do you mentor people right now? To, uh, you know, um, all the time. I was just having a conversation with somebody who um, recently fresh out of prison, uh, uh, old friend of mine reached out to me for some advice. I, I set up some connections to try to open up some doors for him, things like that. And uh, it felt good, the, the message that he sent me, um, just encouragement, things like that, the, the connections I was able to help make for that. See, when I was at the high school for six, six years, that was probably the most rewarding job that I've ever done because uh, it comes from a real place. It comes from real hurt. I, I, these kids are struggling. Um, you know, it's, it's hard. You know, if you've, are you familiar with Maslow's Laws of Hierarchy when it talks about basic needs? I, tell me. Well, Maslow's Laws of Hierarchy kind of goes through these, these different needs in different stages in a person's life. And the first uh, hierarchy of needs is, is uh, basic needs. It's, it's survival. And it's food, clothing, and shelter. And sometimes uh, some of these kids from these inner city schools, it's hard for them to grasp college. It's hard for them to grasp life after school because right. they just haven't given themselves permission. When the electricity is cut off at home, when you know, there's, it, parents are locked up, when there's, there's crime in, in, in the neighborhood, crime in the house, when there's a lot of conflict, they're coming from such a deficit, it's hard for them to focus. And right. that's what I've seen firsthand. And uh, I had a chance to work for a, a program. And although I loved the work that we were doing, I just didn't love the politics of the public school system. It's, it's a very broken system right now. It needs a lot of help. It needs a lot of support. And not enough uh, resources are getting to the need. A lot of resources are getting caught up in the administrative cost of things, but a lot of resources are not really getting to the need. And I kind of told myself, I, was, I, I felt like our hands were tied with how much we can really help in these schools. And I was really frustrated. And, and uh, I knew that I really couldn't change that because I was just a small kink in that process at that time. That I'm like, all right, I want to come back and give back of... Uh, my passion when I know how, when I don't have to take a check for it anymore, then it'll be out of pure energy. I don't have to I love that. Job. I don't have to come here to clock in. I'll come back and give my time and my resources when I don't have to get a check for it. Then I feel like I will be able to do a lot more good. And during that season, I stepped away from the work to take care of us, to get ourselves back in a good place financially, business wise. So that way we can come back and give. I love that. Um, there's just so much I want to unpack. I feel like I want to have both of you guys back, like just individually. And, and, and there's so much I want to go back to, but I want to, I want to um, tie this up into really your guys's team. And I have a couple questions that I like to ask. I'm going to give a couple just ones that I'm just really interested to know. Um, coming from first off the couple, the, 
dare I say power couple. I don't know. I could say it, but I, <laughs> I do too, because it, 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 what's that? It just feeds people's ego. I hate that. Shit. I know it does. And you said literally this ain't about ego. And, no, and, and you said like, I, hey. I, I, we've been called that a lot, you know, since we've been in business and I just, it's, it's, it's not us. It's not us. We're, we're regular people. Not just that it's it, not us, but it's, it it's, you know, it, we appreciate it being called that, you know, and, and, and it just shows that, that we're doing the right things to serve people and it's showing, you know, but to, I would rather have, to self you, know, you, know, you know, where there's power, there's power in changing people's lives. Not that that's where there's power. I agree. And I mean, you guys here, anybody that listens to your guys' story knows that it comes from a genuine, sincere, honest place. You know, it isn't about cash and commission checks. It isn't about, I did X amount of dollars last that's year. Any of that. service. It, yeah. It's about bringing people up too. And I mean, you, you could tell about here, we didn't, I asked you about significance. You didn't tell me about this big closing you had, you, you know, we're talking about, you know, kids that you're helping people like people that are out of, you know, came from a bad spot were set up terribly. We're given basically no chance and you're helping them out, you know, to get to that next level. And maybe that sparks them to get to another level where they're sparking other people. It's just, it's all fulfilling. It's all good. And you guys come from that position, but you're, you guys are seen and looked at by a lot of people. So I think it's also, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it does, there's a lot of people that are called this that I don't know. I don't really like, <laughs> and I'm sure you guys are the same way too, but I really like you guys. It's just, I think it's because what do you think sets you guys apart? What do you think that the real difference is? I think uh, our work ethic, anybody who knows us or who has been around us, they look, you can say whatever you want, but you can't say that they ain't working. You can't say that we're not putting the work in. We will outwork you. We'll outmarket you. We're going to, we're going to do the day in day, day, day out stuff to separate us, the 1% stuff to just make it, make our journey different in the business. Uh, we're going to serve people. We're going to enjoy it. We're going to genuinely care. We're going to listen to these clients, what, what they want, what they're looking for. Uh, we don't lead our business by a commission check. That's not how, what directs our business. We'll walk away from a deal if a deal doesn't make sense. Uh, we, we're, we're in this business to do the right thing for the client and what makes the most sense for them. You know, the money that comes from this business is just a byproduct of just great service. And we're getting good. I don't even feel like we're good yet in real estate. I feel like we're, we're, we're learning the business. We're taking uh, uh, bits and pieces from the old school realtors that have dominated in this industry, uh, things that are still relevant to today. And we're learning from them on what we can add to our arsenal um, that's still relevant, that they've mastered. And then we're also bringing some of this tech stuff, some of this lead generation and marketing stuff that we've learned from our previous businesses and ventures. And, and we're kind of just marrying it all together. Um, to work smarter, to, to scale our business outside of our backyards, to, to you know, take this thing as big as we, we, we can grow it. I love it, brother. I mean, you're always going to be working it. You know, you're always going to be perfecting, uh, making it better. Um, I, I want to ask uh, Lisa this question. Uh, do, do you feel like you ever got a big break? Yeah, of course. You know, just... I mean, it's, it's such an honor, even just now, fast forward now in life, um, to be a realtor and be able to help people. Like we, we don't, you know, for me, and, and I can speak for both of us, but we don't take it lightly, you know? Um, just that breakthrough of, of me losing my job, like how humbling was that for me? Like working since I was 14 
and now having to depend on Jesse, you know, who's at that time is not even my husband yet. You know, like they, you know, losing my job was, was a, a huge favor to me in hindsight, you know, looking back at that time I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, like, what are we going to do? You know, um, I have kids I got to take care of. And, and I knew Jesse would never let me down, but it's still like, it's humbling, you know? And that was one of my breakthroughs. I love how, I love how like the big break that you mentioned is just like a total story. Like it's all the failure, <laughs> you know? And it's just like, that's the big break. I love that. Jesse, what would you say? Do you ever feel like you ever got a big break? You know, like I, I feel like, um, I feel like we're due. I feel like we, we've been paying a price. I feel like um, this year has been our big break, but it's also been bitter because we haven't been able to even enjoy it just with how disruptive things are with COVID and just with the world and things like that. So guess what? Our big break to us is we're just saving. We're just investing. We're being smart with our money. We're, we're making our moves. And um, maybe outward, we haven't enjoyed it as much as we, we would like to just with how things are right now. But we're not worried about that. You know, we're, this thing's a, a marathon. You know, it's, it's not a race. Slow and, and steady. We're, we're here to, to, to play the long game, and we're here to make good decisions that are going to have us in good places long term. I love that. Uh, what advice would you give? Lisa, we're going to start with you again. Uh, what advice would you give to any couples looking to partner up and do business with each other? Start a business. I would say be patient, you know, uh, maybe know your roles in, 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 your, in the team that you two have collectively um, and just praise each other, you know, because praise goes a long way, you know, show, acknowledging how proud you are of them um, and, and being appreciative, you know, I think, I think those are keys. I love it. Be patient, know your role, praise each other, love each other, know you're on each other's team. Uh, Jesse? I, I would say you have to remember why you're doing what you're doing, why you show up to a job every single day, uh, how replaceable you are at a job. Uh, if you have a chance to go off on your own and be an entrepreneur, I would say you can get there faster together if you're working together. Uh, but you have to divide and conquer. You have to stay in the areas of your strengths. You can't, like I mentioned, you can't see each other as competition. You got to complement each other. You got to come from a place of value um, and remember why you're doing it. You're doing this to put your family on. You're doing this to put them in a better place in life. And we're just on a quest to take that lightsaber off your wall and uh, go to war with poverty. We're going to war with debt. We're going to war with lack. We're going to war with, uh, um, with low standards in people's lives. And, and um, that's just kind of what we're on, man. Uh, we're just on this journey and we invite anybody uh, even not with us. I, I invite you on your own journey. I, I hope that we've given you permission. There it is. <laughs> we, I, we hope that we've given somebody permission to want more, to not settle, to to be okay with making a decision today for your life to be in a whole different place, despite the, the, the poor judgments you've made in the past, before, despite the poor mistakes you've made in the past. It, it can all change. Life can be different. I have to ask, you wear this with pride. You say this, uh, I shouldn't say pride because it's kind of a negative connotation, but um, you put on. What does that mean to you? Um, it's, 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 it's a mindset. Like, you know, success is my duty. I, I, I deserve it. My family deserves it. I'm supposed to be there. You know, this, this, it's just like 
putting your flag in the ground like, you know what? Why can they have it and we can't? We bleed, we bleed the same, we breathe the same, we're just as worthy as them. Why can they have it and, and, and not us? It, I'm doing it. Put on, it's just, it's that go all in mentality. mentality. It's that get it done mentality. You know, <laughs> you know, making a decision like, you know what? It's for us and why not? I think when it all comes back to things, it comes back to us giving us permission. I love that. It's, that's beautiful. Um, all right, the next question here is goes, going to Lisa again. Uh, was there ever a time that you thought about giving up? Um, I'm probably, I guess. I, I, my mindset is always so just keep pushing resilience. You know, I, I, I've built a lot of resilience in my life with everything, you know, obstacles that I've come across in my life, you know, being a minority, being a female, um, uh, I'm sure, but I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm very resilient. So, it, you know, it, there's been, yeah, I'm sure a lot of, of, of things that have happened to me that I wanted to give up, you know, but I, I just pushed through. It's, it's beautiful. Resilience is, you, you've said it a couple of times, and actually I'm reminded of a quote from a great man, Rene Rodriguez, who I've uh, had the chance to interview. He said, you know, with the pandemic, especially, you, you're either, you, you're either, if you were resilient before, you're probably being resilient now. If you were passive before, if you were letting the world happen to you before, it's probably happening to you now, and you're probably, you know, falling way behind. And I just, you guys are absolutely crushing it. You guys are totally thriving. And I think it's because like, this is normal. I'm resilient all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, just, I, I can, I can, um, well, and it's not even giving up. It's just, you know, knowing like we got to push, we, right. we, you know, uh, we were sick, you know, when, when, when we had, we had COVID, you know, going through this, everybody, you know, it, it happened to us. And, and, I didn't ever think of giving up, right? Because I didn't have it as bad as other people. But I think that was like um, almost like an um, like an awakening, you know, um, of of just reminding myself of who I am, and and again the resilience that that we have. Like we're gonna push through with this, you know, mind over matter, and we got this, and we're gonna get past this. Um, but I guess I can't say really giving up, you know. And when you ask that, it's just just pushing through. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe crystal cleared your vision on it a little bit more, you know, it, it, it seems like maybe, maybe getting sick kind of put things into perspective a little bit better. Not that they needed to be more. So it was just more so a reminder. Yeah, for sure. Jesse, was there ever a time that you thought about giving up? You know, there was, there was, I, I would be lying to say that there wasn't moments in time, you know, it hasn't been all peaches and cream and like, Oh, you know, it's always straight on. Listen, man, we're human. And what I can say that has kind of helped us, though, was just how our view on problems. Our mentor used to tell us that some of the wealthiest people in the world make the most money because of their ability to deal with problems. Uh, problems don't affect them like they do for as long as they affect the average person. See, when I look at our lives, where our lives were 10, 15, 20 years ago, dealing with some of the same challenges, same problems, you would have probably had me in the fetal position, but it was just where my mindset and where our personal development was at that time. I would have, it would have took me weeks to probably come out of that, that loss or that defeat. Uh, now we get challenged with 
things and obstacles just like anyone. Don't think just because you're making money that problems are going to stop because they don't stop. The minute you leave one problem, you just enter the next, right? Uh, the only difference is when problems uh, arise and come to us, we look at it and like, all right, I guess this is part of the story. We got to figure this out, right? And they just don't affect us as long as they probably affect the average person. And we're like, all right, I guess this is part of our story. I guess God's trying to show us something in this season. Uh, what are the lessons to be learned? Things like that. Um, I mean, it's just literally just a, a more more of an instant mindset shift of looking for solutions, looking for the silver lining, in it, which is faster than it's probably ever been in our lives before. Yeah. Years back, we weren't looking for solutions. Years back, we weren't looking for the silver lining. We were just focused too much on the issue at hand or the problem, and we just gave that too much energy. Yeah, now yeah. it's almost like you better. You better now. Yeah. You better, you know, so. Like, like if, you, if you follow us on Facebook, you never see us really complaining. You're never really going to see us regurgitating negativity and stuff like that just because right. the same energy that it takes to do something, you know, to complain about it is the same energy it's going to take to do something about it. So we just I, don't I, have the energy right. to it. I would say they'd see positivity, unity, um, a, a great marriage, and like a million closings. My goodness. Like that's yeah, what they would see. Well, mind you, our life is not perfect. And, right. and we, we, do, we do use online for business primarily and our life is not perfect. And we go through every single thing I'm sure that every regular people go through. The right. only difference is what we give our attention to. It makes no sense to give attention, attention to negativity or to entertain it for too, too long and things like that. So we just, it, get, it doesn't get no attention. Yeah, absolutely. And I know it doesn't. Uh, how could you have the abundance mentalities that you guys have without it? Your feet uh, problems with your attention. Yeah. Right. For sure. Uh, Lisa, if you were to do it all over again, what would you change? I don't think I would change anything in my story just because it made me who I am. Um, and, you know, I've gone through a lot, you know, and even in my childhood, um, I wouldn't change any of it. I love know? it. I mean, it's beautiful. It really is. I, and I'm, I'm really curious to transition that to Jesse. Jesse made a ton of mistakes. Like you could just name the list. Would, um, would you change anything? Obviously, uh, I mean, there's a lot of stuff I'm not proud of, you know, um, and I don't say any of that to glorify anything that I've, I've done in my life. Maybe I would have, uh, uh, wish I would have learned faster. Wish I would have uh, learned from my mistakes faster. I would have probably hurt less people. I would probably, uh, not that I, I re regret anything because it is, just like my wife said, it is all part of your story and it did make you everything. But, it, you know, at the end of the day, I wish I would have took personal responsibility for my life a lot sooner. I feel like we could be a lot farther. I feel like um, we could have got an earlier start to doing more good. That's real. That's, that, that's beautiful. All right. Um, back to Lisa. So I want to set this question up. So to put it into context, there's a little Lisa somewhere, you know, and, you know, they're – Maybe they're working their job at 14 years old. Maybe they're going through a divorce. Maybe they're, you know, starting a new career, doing something impossible, starting real estate, whatever it is. What advice would you give to anyone looking to get it done? Just keep pushing. Don't give up. It doesn't matter what obstacles you have. Just push through them. You know, there's, as shabby as it sounds, like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You know, just keep pushing. Don't look back, you know. Um, you, you got to keep pushing forward. Don't, you know, if there, if an obstacle, obstacle comes, find a solution for it. Always be solution driven, you know, figure it, figure it out. 
You know, and if you can't figure it out, find somebody who can help you. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. Right. Right. For sure. That's, I, I love it. That's, that's real. Keep pushing. I mean, it, it's a different way to say resilient, but it's more like what you tell yourself. That's, that's beautiful. Uh, Jesse, with your start, you know, with, kicked out of school, all the, all the issues with legal stuff. I mean, to starting businesses, going through all the failures, you know, going through relationship issues and whatever it was to the man you are today, what advice would you give to anyone looking to get it done? I would say that you're not the first one or the last one to be where you are today. All right. Um, make a decision to that something has to change and go do something today because what you do today matters. What you do today is going to set a ripple effect for where your life is going to be five years from now. You know, that day in day stuff, don't worry about making these drastic changes and everything being perfect and the stars lighting up. Cause it just, it, that's not how life works. Mm -hmm. I would say focus on making 1% changes daily. 1%, you know, a rocket ship is off target like 97% of the time. And all they do is make these little small little adjustments to put it back on course. And that's really how life is. If you're, you're at a point in your life to where your life is not where you want to be and you're unhappy and you made a lot of mistakes, you know what? First off, forgive yourself, make a decision to be in a different place, get around some good people, go to work on yourself harder than you worked on anything else before, dive in some personal development, right? Because there's already people that got the answers. Get around some good people, to feed off that energy and to feed off that frequency and get around a new environment. That's what I would tell you. That's what worked for me. All I can tell you is, is what I know. I only know what I only know. So uh, life can be different. It's not going to happen for you overnight. It hasn't happened for me overnight. Um, you, you, and you just got to go all in. You got to make a decision. Like you got to stop giving a damn what people think, what people are going to say, because it's not about it. It's not about them. You know, you, you got to do this for you because I, I got to take care of me for you. So that way you can take care of you for me. And, and this is that moment of time for you to take care of you uh, and, and be okay with that. That's, that's beautiful, brother. That's great. Um, all right. I want to thank everyone for joining us today. I want to especially thank uh, Lisa and Jesse. Uh, Lisa, Jesse, if uh, anyone is out there looking to connect with you, uh, what would be the best way to do that? So the best way to reach us would be um, through our, our website, lisamarie.realtor. Um, or you can reach us directly through call or text. Uh, my phone number is 414-399-0460. And your number? 414-484-5035. Don't hesitate to reach out. If there's anything we can do, you can look us up on Facebook as well. Love it. Uh, beautiful. All right. Well, this has been the Get It Done podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. And if you would like to support the show, please tell a friend, write us a five-star review, hit that subscribe button. All those things uh, help us make a huge difference in reaching more people. Uh, once again, I'm Jimmy Ryan. Thanks again for joining us. Any more stories? Uh,